coverage just because like I'm gonna record uh, we're here with Eric Leonard I'm here with Grant this is Andrew um, yeah we're just gonna chit chat about the club we're gonna yeah. talk about where we're at overall and uh, coming off this big big W against FC Tucson we got Greenville coming up this weekend Eric just how much of a, a boogeyman club is Greenville to Madison? I mean, we haven't beat them in four years that I've, no. I've been here. I think to me, this is Madison's arch rival. I know we have our rich man and all those things, but to me, when you don't beat a club and since the, the birth, that, that's got to that's gotta mean something. Yeah. Um, yeah. The guys are amped for this game. I'll just tell you that right now. The guys are amped. I think when we went to Greenville last time, we took a beating. Yep. So there's a little bit of uh, a revenge in the uh, the back seat. So let's talk a little bit about that that game down there. Yeah. Um, I remember when it happened. The day after I was doing the color run, some guys came out to my school, and uh, Kyle Schneider actually said, "He's like, we're not going to talk about the game." And Andrew Wheelermino said, "No, we don't have to." He's like, we don't have to. What's he talking about? Is that, was that like one of those games where it's just like you don't even go and look at the film? Because you all know, like, it was, like, everybody was just off that night. Yeah, we uh, we definitely didn't want to look at the film. <laughs> but uh, you kinda being, ha- you gotta being have good to, coaches, yeah. they, yeah. they made sure we did. Yeah. Um, I will say it's helpful to not look at it right away so what we did was we waited midweek to look at it yeah and we're like all right we're in clear heads right now i screwed up here you screwed up here whatever and like on to the next thing so it was richmond the next week that's that's what i'm saying so sometimes getting a uh your butt kick can actually propel you to you know figuring out what's going going wrong absolutely so what was the difference this last week is it just like more time to get get used to each other? And I mean, obviously, let's it's, be realistic, right? Like Tucson's like bottom of the table. A team we should good. be. Yeah. Not very good, but like we've had, we struggled before in the past with beating teams that we should line up and beat. I think the biggest thing is you need to go back and watch the first two minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. To me, that is the difference between our our first half, or our first third of the season, and last game is. We were in their half the entire first two minutes. Our kickoff, we didn't kick away. We kept it, and we went and played in their half. I've never seen us do that before. I've never seen this desire to kind of go and score early on in the game. And granted, we still gave away, you know, a a stupid set piece. Those goals we got to stop conceding on. But in terms of you can just tell the difference in the guys, things are starting to, to click at both ends. You know, defensively, we're getting a bit more consistency in the back line. Midfield, you know, now we've got you know two guys who know exactly what they're doing, and our front line are starting to produce goals. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and what you're bringing up is something I actually want to talk about: is how much of this is we're finally getting the guys that we wanted to be in the first team. Sure. Now playing on the first team together. Well, yeah. the first part of the season, we haven't we've been throwing together like a mismatched lineup. Working, working with what we have. With, right? with almost every game fit, because right? of the schedule, whether it's schedule or injuries or COVID situations or whatever. So now it seems to me like the team that we were looking at is going to be on the field the majority of the time is now getting time together. How important is that 
Yeah, I mean, throughout the year, you're always going to have injuries. You're always going to have guys who aren't fit. But consistency is one of the most important right. things in soccer right. because learning the tendencies of your of your player on your right and left can be the difference between how you play them a ball. Like, for me, you know, understanding that our left back, like Cyrus is actually lefty, makes a difference, a difference in how you play him the ball. Yeah. Right. You know, versus someone else who might play on the left who's a right foot and he wants to cut inside. Right. Um, right. Little tendencies like that and even like the attacking side of it. We have two different, you know, Jeremiah is more of a, Yuri is more of a, like a strong hold up forward. Zemo is more of a run behind. You need to understand those tendencies because they're scoring goals. Like, look at Yuri's goal, banger. Look at Zemo's goal, banger. Completely different types of goals. You're calling him Yuri. Why Yuri? Yeah. So that, he's finally told all the boys how to pronounce his name. Yeah. Um, I can't roll my R's. So it's that's as close as you're getting to his, his true name. It's like Yuri. Yeti. Yeti. Yeah. yeah. There, it is. there it is. I can't do it. My, my tongue doesn't do that. Yeah. Yeti. There it is. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, so he's Yeremiah. Yeah. Is, is how you say his name. So Yeti. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Short for Jerry. Yeah. Got it. I used to call him Jeremiah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's. Interesting. Yeah. So. Part of it's part of it's just time, putting the time in, getting the time in, being able to like see a guy like Cyrus and know like, oh, okay, well I know he's left footed, but like have that be muscle memory, right? And know where exactly to play the ball because you know where right. he's gonna run onto it Correct. every time, right? But also even understanding like someone like Drew Connor, right? Andrew Wheeler, Mitch, these guys are veterans, so you give them a bit more freedom, right? And you, but when you learn their tendencies, you realize that they're able to do adapt to yours. Maybe sometimes with younger players, they're all they're focused on how they play. But someone like, you know, Mitchy Wheels, Drew, like if Drew rotates out to a center back position because he wants to get on the ball, you see the whole line shift up. Like those are things that don't come without time. Now Drew's fit. Yeah. You know, now he's fit. Yeah. Now you see him moving. He's confident. And the confidence is big, too, with consistency. Speaking of that, um, the guy that we've been seeing that's really been, he's just taking his game up the last two games, has been Cassini. Yeah. And, you know, you knew exactly what I was talking about. Because you, got, you all know these two. We're seeing now what we talked about before the season. Like yeah. this is the capability. Like he's controlling games now because because he's comfortable. Yeah, he's now getting on the ball. He's making passes that guys in our league don't usually make. No, and they're at all. dangerous passes. Right, right. But I think it took some right. time for him to get grounded. Yeah. And now he's confident. I'll, when he is confident and he's on, he's the most dangerous player on the field. Yeah, and that's kind of came from us talking and, you know, pushing his confidence. And when we talked to him, you know, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. it seemed like he had, was getting closer and closer to that point, to where he was getting more and more comfortable, like his right. family was down here. Right. And like, right. Just hearing how much... It just felt like he, it sounded like he was right. like finally settled in. And like the thing for me was like, like hearing just how important like his partner is to him and his life. Sure. And you know this now with you know, you're getting married soon and yep. everything like that. You understand like when you when you're away from that, having that person here, that person is really, makes a difference. That settles you. I mean it's like that's that's your home, that's your base. Yeah. You know, without that, you're missing that piece. 
And so. And I also think it's important to realize that like this is f what We're four here. guys. Yeah. Four guys returning from la like last year, four four to six. It's a new team, so it takes time well, to. Yeah. And I think it's important too that we remember that you guys are human too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that you guys have lives. You know, yeah. outside factors affect you guys too, just like sure. they affect Andrew and I in our sure. workplace too. Sure. So. Going back to Drew Connor for a second. I know you're old friends with him. Yep. We also know that Matt's favorite movie is The Last Samurai. Now, who's? Matt, Matt Glazer. No way. Yes. So what I, what I want to know... Shut up. That's not your favorite. That's my favorite movie. You didn't know this about your own coach? No. It's my favorite movie, man. I swear to God. I've watched it over like 400 times. You're joking with me. I'm no. pretty sure that was his favorite movie. Do you think he's... Drew Connor is wearing his hair? Like Tom, like Tom Cruise in that movie just to gain favor with the coach? I'm, so, I'm going to say yes. No, the last time, I'll be honest, I know Drew's person. I bet he doesn't even know that movie. <laughs> yeah, there's no, no way. No Con, there's no way Connor knows no that I'm movie. so shocked that that's Matt's favorite movie. That's, I could I, be, I could be, I could be, I could my be. My dad used that, to show me that movie growing up. I love that movie. Which is a real story, yeah. by the way. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that is a real, that's a real story. Oh. Right? Now, mind you, not like Tom Cruise being like the untouchable samurai yeah. warrior, yeah. Person, but yeah, that's funny. I mean, that guy is also like five foot nothing. So, he's a short man. Yeah, I have a friend who, who works in the industry. Uh, worked on Mission Impossible, like uh, what was Ghost Protocol. Okay. Um, my friend is a solid five six, and said that Tom Cruise is. Shorter than that. Wow. Well, there's nothing wrong with being short. That's right. <laughs> I mean, at 5'10", I'm the giant here, so yeah. it's like... Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm the shortest one in my family, and my mom has scoliosis. You, I mean, dude, you have, like, <laughs> Eric, you need it, like, he has behemoths for brothers. Like, I, there's, like, I don't know what happened, like, well, I know what happened, but, you know, so... Uh, That's hilarious. I mean, just think, you could have been that. You could... I'd be living a different life right now. You'd be an ogre. I'd be like Andre the Giant. Yes. Pounding 500 beers on a yes. transatlantic flight. Yes. But I'm not. I'm at Midtown Pub. Pounding, 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 pounding pitches of hands. <laughs> with, with Eric Leonard. <laughs> with Eric Leonard. <laughs> oh, God. <coughs> He's the one that sounded disappointed there. Oh, God. No, never. I think we should make this a regular thing. That's what I'm thinking. Has to be. What do you think? Has to be. All right. All right. So let's talk. We can talk like, you know, let's get outside of soccer for a little bit. Sure. Yeah. So like you and, you know, you and, you and your lady Carly. Yep. You know, you're, you're engaged. You're getting married now. She's from Wanakee originally, right? She is. Okay. So are you guys going to settle out here or are you guys thinking? Yeah. Yeah. In terms of, we were talking about real estate earlier. We'd love to get a place. I love Middleton. Just say no. Yeah. Doing good. Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, you know, Carl Schneider is my neighbor. Lives in the next building over in, in my in my condo complex. No way. Yeah. This lady bought a, a condo while he was playing out, out of Michigan. And okay. Sure. Yeah. They got a dog now. The whole thing. My dog is obsessed with their dog. See, a dog is the next step for us. Yeah. I think. Okay. Right after after the marriage. Okay. So have you talked breeds of dogs? We have. Okay, so what? So what are the top three? So I have. Don't say Weimaraner. You say Weimaraner. No, you're, 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 you're getting hit. No. <laughs> so 
I have allergies. Terrible. So it's got to be a short-haired dog. So Labrador, Labradoodle, something like that. Hypoallergenic. One. Two, I've always wanted a Golden Retriever, and she has two. Um, that would be nice. The third one, it, it makes me so mad. But she wants it. It's like a non-negotiable for her. She wants a wiener dog. No. Clyde is part dachshund. But that's a non-negotiable for her. Carl Carl, and, and Kristen's dogs are dachshund, too. Really? Yeah. They're characters. I'll tell you they this. They are characters. I'll tell you this. They are characters. Clyde's pretty great. Clyde is pretty great. But he's mostly chihuahua. Which doesn't I, look like it. Which I think is like something happened. Like they screwed up like something happened. They he's got the head, the skull shape. And the ears. He's got all that going on for him, but you know. They do have long hair chihuahuas too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But, so you're thinking Middleton. Yep. Middleton, Verona, around here. I want to stay in Madison. So with that being said, then is it to be assumed that or can I surmise that as you go further into this, that Madison's going to be home. Like, the Madison area's going to be home. Like, yeah. when the career is over and you hang up the cleats, so to speak. Sure. This is going to be home. That's definitely something that we've talked about together. Yeah. Um, obviously, it changes when you're not in control of writing your own contract. Correct. Um, but in terms of what I want, I mean, there's a reason I've stayed here. Yeah. You know, there have been opportunities to go other places the past couple of off seasons but Manchester City obviously City you know the boyhood your boyhood club I heard rumors about PSG yeah you know the, the transfer market's tough but you know I'm tr- I had to turn a couple teams down but no I I love Madison man I'm, I've gotten plugged into the community like yeah. apart from you guys just like her family lives here my family's yeah. in Chicago man it's like an hour and a half away yeah so I like that aspect and then the other thing is that like I'm starting to like you said building a community for when I'm done um, so yeah could be could could be burying my grave here we'll see we'll see which is a awesome thing yeah. it's not that it it's is. not a negative thing because I think like you know and now we can talk a little bit more with soccer and life and stuff sure when you have like the experience that you've had where it's been kind of a whirlwind experience you travel to Australia you played yeah. overseas you right. know and other places as well one of the concepts I've always talked about is no matter who you are as a human you're always trying to find home yeah. that's and, the hardest thing because and there's no loyalty there in is soccer. Right, correct right there's no loyalty and you're in a very cutthroat business right and so it has to just be something as a player when you find a place that gives you some semblance of that feeling of home sure that has to mean a lot well we talked about that thing it was like two three weeks ago one of my goals when i started playing was for a club it'd be like an incredible goal to get 100 appearances yeah like to me like i think about all like all the players in this league but like in the world like Getting 100 appearances is, is tough. At one club? At, in, the, in this business, yeah. Regardless no of what no level. No no. Division three or Prem. You know, it, it's tough to do that. So, to me, that would be a, a big accomplishment. Um, I don't really get a lot of accolades in, in my with my position. It's a lot of behind-the-scenes dirty work, which I like. I don't want I don't want that. Uh, but to me, it would be a good... Uh, but it, isn't that one of the accolades for your position? Yeah, maybe it is. Is to get that many appearances for sure. a club because a club is determined, like especially playing like in that backline positions, the club is determined like you are so important to the defense of what we're doing. 
sure. that we've kept you for over a hundred games. Like sure. that, that to me, like that, yeah. that says a lot. Yeah, and when you say like, like as, that, as a absolutely. defender, like I think that, that that to me would hit me. Like, it absolutely does. Well, yeah. the defense is always culpable, right? Of course. Right? Of course. So first, first right. thing it's you like, blame if you lose a game. It, is, it just is. No, it is. It's never the strikers who didn't score more goals than the opponent. Yeah, I mean, take take uh, Fresno. Yep. If you don't know soccer and you just watch the highlight and you think, like, the set piece, like, three guys run in front of me, like, oh, like, what happens? Yeah. You know? They're always the first people to, to look at. Um, but, no, like like I said, for Which, me. by the way, he looked upside to me. Oh, don't recreate that in my thought. We we already started talking about I thought, I thought he was outside too. We we talked about it a little bit and then oh god. That's it. But that's just us. That's just us. That's I rewatched that like it, it's close. Multiple times. It's close. Sent me a few text messages. He's offside. I'm like, he looked offside live. Yeah. It's I'm close. Like, I was watching it on the street in Minneapolis on Zach's phone and we both were screaming that he was offside. It's definitely Bye. close. Right. So. With the, all the other calls in that game, I couldn't believe oh. that that was like. Well, it's USL. The one that was missed. But pro referees being you know who they saying. are. Yeah. No, no comment on that. <laughs> you don't have to. But we, we can say whatever we want. <laughs> no, but that that's a great learning moment for us. Yeah. If you watch the whole play leading up right. to it, there's a lot of things. I do, want, I do want to go back to one soccer question. Most of the goals that you guys have given up this year have been on set pieces. It's like 55%. Yeah. yeah. So, like, obviously that's something that you guys talk about in practice. Obviously, training is something you work on. Those of us that have spent time in and around this game, we know that, like, oftentimes on set pieces, it's not a team breakdown. It comes down to one or two people not doing their job. Yeah. And so, how does that conversation happen when it's like that's... You know, is it? You don't want to call people out, but at the same time, how do you, how do you approach that? I think when you give up so many, you you need to start calling people out. Yeah. So in practice, it's when you give up one, it's like we'll stop. All right, whose guy was that? Oh, it was mine. All right, break it down. Let's try it again. Yeah. Break it down. All right, it was it it was Eric's. Okay, can't happen again. Yeah. Move on. Um, so culpability is the first part step. Oh, man, yeah. That, it's got to be the first step, but then, two, practicing that. I mean... How, I, do the, how do the rest of the guys react to that? Is it is it really, like... This is an uncomfortable conversation, but you got to have it. Yeah, it is. And I think the, the way you approach it is leading up to it. Like, how yeah. is the set piece given up? So, therefore, you, you understand, once again, human beings. Yep. People, some people don't like taking criticism. So right. how can you pre- present right. something... That affects the whole team. So, okay, could we have maybe put that out for a throw instead of corner? Great. Could you have maybe blocked that guy? And then, by the way, Eric, let's make sure that guy doesn't, you know, beat you far post or whatever and score. You know, so it's a leading up three, yeah. four, five things, not just one thing. Have you noticed in your career, and as you've become more of a leader in your career as well, one of the things that I noticed, like as, in, you know, through teaching and through things I've done, is that not everybody takes criticism the same way and you have sure. to change your approach on yeah. how you talk to people. Right? Yeah, that's like some one. people you can push, others you gotta be soft. Sure. Right? Have you experienced that as well? And if so, what have been some of the ways that you've kind of like adjusted your approach? I think some people, yeah. Go ahead. Maybe even at this club. Maybe oh. even at this club. <laughs> yeah, I think a, 
there there have been too many instances instances to 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 even explain. But I'll just say the most. We know a lot of them. <laughs> the biggest one is some players you can be hard on. Yeah. But for those players that you are hard, hard on, I think it warrants a conversation after. And I think that's the best way to reach them. Like, hey man, like I was yelling at you, but like, listen, you do this, you do this right 90% of the time. Just I want you to know this because how you do it, you'll win the game for us. You know, it's it's boosting them up. Yeah, and breaking I think, that fourth wall. I think too, that, like, because even if they can take like something hard like that, I think you still need to like tell somebody like, hey man, you matter to us. Or if for right? for someone who doesn't take it well, empowering them. So like, I should I should have done this better. What do you think? What do you think about this one? Yeah. So, little things like do you know, that. Man. Do you know this, like the Oreo method? It oh, doesn't no. work. It doesn't work. <laughs> Don't. It does not work. It may the work one good thing, the bad, and then end with the good. It's tough. It is your your audience. You need to know your audience. Yeah. And some people you just can't in the moment. But that's why there's always a way. It's just that if in the moment, maybe you wait, and then maybe during lunch the next day. Hey, man, do you remember yesterday when I was thinking if you maybe took two steps to the right, that might have affected the play. What do you right. think? You know, it's just finding the right time. And well, it's tough. It's uh, emotional intelligence, right? And like knowing which guys are going to respond oh. well to certain things, right? Like, you got to custom tailor it. And let's speak on that a little bit, talking about emotional intelligence, because I think that that's part of this game. Sure. That a lot of people don't understand. Massively, massively. That's a huge piece. Is emotional intelligence, and I think in anything you do, it's a huge piece. Sure. What has been something that now that you're entrenched into your professional career? What's been like something like that that you've been surprised that like you become aware of, whether as a human or yeah. as a player? Or no, I got one. And this maybe might not be what you're looking for, but for me, the most important thing is taking a step away from the game. Yep. Um, when you do it, you mean it, you don't think about soccer all the time? When I go, this is not your complete life. One of the benefits of listen, I, and I love every single guy on the team. They'll, they'll tell you I have their backs, but it's nice going home to Carly. And, Carly's Carly's your person. Oh my God! Yeah. Like, we do not. I mean, I, we'll talk about you know the EPL games here, watch a game here, yeah. but it's, we talk about other things, man. Yeah. We talk about work. We go because on because when this is all said and done, it's gonna. You're gonna be with Carly, yeah, not exactly. these guys. Right? I, I think overall soccer is, and maybe you guys would disagree, but I think soccer is more of a mental game than it is a physical, physical game. It will always be that way. Always. And it is important that you take time away. A lot of players have short careers because they can't handle the mentality of going every yeah. single day. Yeah. And then they'll say it's their body. Or they think it's one thing and or, it's, or it's another, and like, or it means something different to them, and they burn themselves out. like. It's, Think about it. Playing time, yeah. contract. I mean, where yeah. you are, are you happy? There's a lot of different things that play into a, and every a year. Player, every player, every person around any kind of industry, all has a vastly different experience, right? You know, like there are probably guys playing for this club here locally. The most they're touching a ball is during training and doing camps. They're not getting minutes, but they're still putting a shift in. They're still serving the club. Doing the job. Way or another. They're still doing they're the doing job. They're doing a job. For nine months, he's your boss. Yeah. And you can't do anything about it. Right. And it's and, and that's that's tough to swallow sometimes, you know. Yeah. You, and not everyone's gonna get along with the boss. And some and some guys, 
they know that they're they're probably never going to be first first on the team sheet. Sure. And that's okay for them. And that for them, it's almost you almost have more respect because to see them come in and to do that work in the training every day. Yeah, absolutely. They know the role they play. Yeah, and it's I an think important, that's important. And too. It's an important role. A very important role. And not a, you, you can't do every last thing, right? No. Um, right. Who, who so far this season has impressed you the most? You've been here the longest out of, you're the only person that's still around in year one. Who's impressed you the most this season as far as like their work rate or just like improvement or, or just like overall in general? Um, man, I think the biggest one is is Nazim, and, and the reason is is because I have to go against him a lot. <laughs> Holy cow, the guy is shifty and he's fast, but he has absolutely no ego. He's a clown in the locker room. He's always has energy. He's a family man. I mean, you know, we had a, a team barbecue. Brought his kid. To me, Zemo has a lot that will help this club be successful, and he's a finisher. I think he's just warming up. I think the last three games, you've just started to see what he can do, and maybe it was just getting comfortable, but there's a reason he got drafted to Vancouver. There's a reason. Yeah, for sure. You know, he's a big-time player, and so I'm excited to see what he can do. He's one, for sure. Not to mention he's got a howitzer for the right right leg. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. The goal he scored Saturday was like incredible. There was no chance. No chance. Incredible. Who who of the young guys is Alan. impressing you? Alan. Alan will uh, listen. The thing with Alan, he could he could play in the MLS. Yeah. It's just the mentality for him, and he just needs experience and time. He's a fantastic player. He's he's calm. He's composed. He's he's technically very sharp. I think being in an environment like this, he's someone that takes criticism on yeah. a daily basis from some of the older guys, and he takes it very well. Yeah. And and I think that could be the reason why he keeps moving up. I mean, I hope I hope he's not here next year. Yeah. You know, I, I I hope in a positive way. I hope he moves up. And that's something that like Andrew and I have talked about is that one of the things that when you if you're a fan of this club. That's part of this, is that you have to understand is that we kind of have to expect that like our best players are not going to stay. Sure. Right? Like, highest producing players. I sure. Know. Right. Sure. I mean, it's like, when we saw Aaron Malloy last year, we all kind of knew, like... Yeah. And look how he's doing now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's that, fantastic. Yeah, he's playing... Four goals to assist. Yeah. Nine games. Ten games. Yeah. And so... I think that's one of those things where it's one of the cool things too when we have you know somebody like you who's been able to be here and produce at a high level for a lot of years and you're still here. Yeah. I mean, so that's where it's like I think that's one of those beauties of like lower level soccer where it's like you get to see both sides of the story. Sure. Yeah. You and know? it's not like you, you know if if a championship club or an MLS club came calling like you would turn that down. Right. I think you you also sort of by nature the way you play, the position you play, it's, you know. It's a, it's for my height. It's not shiny. No. Right? No. Like, it's also very extremely hard to, you know, I, an MLS coach will never come and say, man, like, I'm thinking today I want a 5'8 center back. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Right. 
it doesn't change the way that's that what that this club needs yeah. you know? yeah. no, or even a 5 8 DM sure. they, want, they want a guy like a, you know a and Yaya Toure or, or an Ozzy like Alonso yeah. Yeah. that's the thing man it's if it, if it came and it happened great if it doesn't great you know doesn't doesn't really affect me. I'm happy where I am, and I'm happy. I've seen improvement over the four years I've been here. Like noticeably from year one to now. Back when like playing with JC Banks, even he'll tell me he notices difference in my touch, the little things, the way I see the game. So, what's what's been your favorite thing? You've been here for four. Sure. This is year four. Year four. So, what's been your favorite thing over the four years? Like, outside of like meeting your future bride. Like coming back this year, like what were you looking forward to most? Obviously, as a new coach, but like just for me, playing at Breeze is whether we win or lose is just an unfair advantage an unfair advantage because when I'm warming up and I see you guys walk across the field I'm like holy shit these guys have got to be like freaking out right now because like I I, I get goosebumps that's to me why that's the best soccer venue I'd say for me over the, the four years my favorite part has got to be the away games like that mean something so like a Lansing where we make in the playoffs and you guys are at the game or a Richmond where we get a 1-0 win like last year and you guys are at the game I mean you have teams with good tra- uh, fan bases but not who travel like you guys do right. that to me is something very special very special that Lansing game was pretty special yeah man yeah, that was, was I think that was my favorite one of my favorite games for sure I mean I think like everything around it had to win in order to get in. Yep. Yeah. It was my birthday. It was your birthday. Yep. You know. Two buses full of We had two, bu- two buses. We had two buses full of flat guys, uh, flat people. Dude. Yeah. It was just a, it was a great, great night. Yeah. So, this weekend, Greenville. Yep. You mentioned the guys are really up for it. Yeah. We're starting to see a regular lineup come in. Yep. Phil's back. Phil's back. Um, is his family okay? Like Family's good. Yeah. He, he's in. Uh, Is he good? Yeah, he's in a better place now. Okay. You know, I've spent a lot of time with him this past week. Um, he's doing. He's Love doing a, Phil. Love a lot, Phil. a lot yeah. better. And, you know, it's tough to go through anything like that. Absolutely. Uh, but he's Absolutely. doing a lot better. Good. good. So, what's the game plan this weekend? Are we gonna. Obviously, I, I we know what Greenville's gonna do. Yeah. So, yeah. We've seen him. We know how Harks likes to play. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They, so call, the guy, they call it Hearts Ball for a reason. Yeah, and the, and, the, and the guys are up for it. What should we expect this weekend? I'm hoping, I'm hoping you guys noticed something that we didn't have last time, and it was an edge. Um, I played with Brandon Fricky in college, so I, I hear him. I, he always, he's always had that edge, but it's something that our team, I think, had in the last game, but that resilience to, like, get in the guy's face you know like when Mikey got elbowed in the corner yep all seven of us man like yeah Mitch I ran first Mitch beat me there you know what I mean it's just like having having each other's backs almost being like I don't want to say but like being a bastard on the field you gotta be together being that togetherness that if you can be bastards together man oh, that's just, glorious you know what I mean so I, I hope you guys notice that but then not getting away from like how we play our football Right. And I hope you, like the speed of play that we want to do tomorrow is we can break this team down. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I mean, yeah. we have we have yet to beat them. Yeah. 
No, I'm excited. Gotta set some precedents. And I think one of the things that we've seen in when we played Greenwood in the past is that it, we've had problems unlocking their defense. Sure. Especially in the upper team. How do how do we how do we change that going into tomorrow? You know, I, is it possession? Is it a confidence thing? Is it possession? Like, is, is it confidence? Is it, is, it, is it playing off of like the counter? I think it's a little bit of those two, but the big one for me is the rotation. I think that you saw in the Fresno game, even someone like Wheels making a run out of the midfield. Absolutely, and which Drew, is great. And which Drew is, knowing that he has to yeah. hold. Yeah. That's that's a rotation. Because that's the thing. It's like because if Wheels makes that that cut, breaking lines, and he's breaking saying. the line, then Drew has to make sure that he's he's playing back. But that doesn't come without confidence. Correct. And so yeah. it's the rotations, the right. confidence, the and getting to know each other, exactly. and playing with each other, right? So so hopefully over the last three games we've you've seen a you know an increase um, in consistency, and that hopefully that'll show tomorrow. So, is that an intentional, like, in, literally no one is going to be listening to this that will have anything to do with Greenville's lineup sure. or any team lining up against us like the rest of this year. Is that an intentional decision to kind of work Wheels and Drew as like a double pivot sort of role? Yeah, I mean, they both have attributes yeah. to be an eight. And I think that Correct. benefits us because Being at times, able to move forward and yeah, out. you think about it. Maybe Wheels is more naturally a six, but then all of a sudden you've got Drew shifting out as an outside back, which pushes our lineup. Wheels knows to stay. If Drew makes a run through the midfield, which yeah. he did in the Tucson game, Wheels knows to stay. Because Drew played on the outside in college, and, and Drew and likes a tackle. Yeah, oh, I don't know if you know that. Oh yeah, I mean that's <laughs> one of my favorite parts about Drew. They both can get stuck in, but they're also smart. They yeah. know when to foul at half line to you know to pause the play. Those are things that. We were definitely missing, I think, in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, but no, definitely intentional. Definitely intentional. Well, we've been at Midtown Pub this whole time in Middleton, Wisconsin. Thank you to Eric Leonard, who's joined us tonight. Uh, hopefully three points tomorrow. If all goes as planned and all goes well, uh, we will see you all at... I don't even know where we're at tomorrow. Do you know where we're at tomorrow? No. No. Forward club at some point. Yeah. Rabinia at some Rabinia point. Rabinia at some point. But yeah. So if you want to find Andrew and I, the places to find us. Rabinia or forward club. Rabinia or the forward club. Yeah. That's we'll be it. out either. If you don't see us there, then we're at the other place. Yeah. One or the other. One or the other. We look forward to seeing you. Come on, anyway. and have a drink with us. Yeah. We're, we're friendly. We promise. I don't promise. Grant does though. So anyway. Don't listen to him. He lies. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Eric. No problem. Thank you. Thanks, brother. See, if we do this, if we do this like...